Hello, Cathedral family. God is good. And all the time. Oh, it's great to be in the house together. We've come to worship and give thanks to God. You remember last week, if you were here in Psalm 73, the turning point for the psalmist came when he went to the sanctuary of God to connect with God. And after that connection, this is what he wrote. He wrote, I still belong to you. You hold my right hand. You guide me with your counsel, leading me to a glorious destiny. Whom have I in heaven but you? I desire you more than anything on earth. My health may fail, my spirit may grow weak, but God remains the strength of my heart. He is mine forever and forever. How good it is to be near God. I have made the sovereign Lord my shelter, and I will tell everyone about the wonderful things you do. Hallelujah. You ready to worship? Amen. Through you, I can do anything. I can do all things. Because it's you who gives me strength. Nothing is impossible. Blind eyes are open, strongholds are broken, I am living by faith. Nothing is impossible. I'm not gonna live by what I 
says that he will not abandon his heritage. And if he is for us, there is nothing that can be against us. So when we sing it, this is the truth that sets us free. You can declare it boldly. Let's sing it out.
principalities nor powers nothing can separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord that's what the Bible declares when you become a child of the Most High God sons and daughters in fact we're gonna go to the waters of baptism for a moment and we're gonna celebrate with little children who are saying I'm a follower of Jesus and it's the best time to follow Jesus. And anytime we go to the waters of baptism, we like to affirm our statement of faith here at Cathedral. So I invite you to read the Apostles' Creed with me. Can we do this together? Everyone say it with me. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to hell. On the third day, though, he rose again from the dead. Amen. He ascended to heaven and is seated at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From there, he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen, and amen, and amen. This is what we believe. So let's go outside to Dr. Wayne. Dr. Wayne, you ready to baptize? I am, Pastor Ken, thanks so much. And we are celebrating today because of God's amazing love and especially God's love for Oliver. 
and today he identifies with the death the resurrection of jesus now just so you know jesus died for your sins and rose out of three days i'm not going to hold you down for three days but you are going to celebrate the death to the old and the awakening to the new oliver you've received jesus as your lord and savior haven't you yes. amen well he puts your hands right here and because of his love for Jesus and receiving him, Oliver, I now baptize you in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, out with the old and with the new. Woohoo! Let's hear it! Yeah! I want to invite all of you immediately after service. We have 29 kids who are going to be baptized between services. So it's a great day. I want to give a shout out to our COF Kids Ministry, the staff, and the volunteers who serve so faithfully, some of them for decades. We don't have childcare at Cathedral of Faith. We have children's ministry, and lives are being changed forever. Amen? So as you're being seated, turn to somebody next to you and say, Cathedral's got a great future. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Cathedral of Faith. We're so glad you're here with us this weekend. If you're a guest with us or if you recently received Christ, I encourage you to pick up one of these cards in the back of the seat in front of you that says, let's connect. It's a way for us to connect and serve you and have you fulfill God's highest and best. We're so glad you're here with us this weekend, whether you're online, here on campus, or anywhere across the world watching. Thanks for being here. Especially want to welcome our youth department, Pastor Hughes, Pastor Esther here today with all the kids from Worship Together Weekend. Let's hear it for our youth ministry. Woohoo! There are so many ways that you can connect and grow and serve here at Cathedral of Faith. One of them coming up is a Christafari concert in just a few weeks. It's going to be a Friday night concert and Sunday morning ministry. Let me tell you, this past weekend, there's been a concert here in town, if anybody knows about it. Tickets were going for $6,000. You get to this concert for free. So come out and hear from the Lord, worship together with us and let God touch you. It's a great chance to bring friends and loved ones who wouldn't normally go to church. It's gonna be out here that Friday night in the amphitheater. It'll be a great time for you to celebrate the goodness of God. Also coming up is Life Surge. Life Surge is a special event that we're hosting here at Cathedral of Faith to help unlock God's potential in each one of us. People like Tim Tebow and Nick Vujicic will be here. Another great opportunity to bring friends you can register for that online. And then finally, our Ignite Marriage Conference. We have Gary Chapman. We have all kinds of amazing speakers. It'll come elevate your ability to enjoy the relationship that God has for you with your spouse. Whether you're getting married, whether you want to be married, or whether you are married, it's a great event for you to come and be blessed by. I hope you love our church as much as I love our church because all these events is because your church loves you. And I want to throw it back to our pastor we love so much. Let's hear it for Pastor Ken. Hey, Dr. Wayne. Thank you, Dr. Wayne. Yeah, so many exciting things coming up in the next couple of months. And uh, just a, a couple of praise reports. Uh, you know, as, as we think about giving 
Uh, there's lots of ways to give. You can give through the app, you can give online, you can give as, through the text, or you can give on your way out. But every time you give, you enable us to do uh, not only what we're doing here in the Bay Area, but we're able to support things around the world. Next month, we start a brand new series called Cathedral at the Movies, and one of the movies we're gonna be highlighting is Sound of Freedom. And you're gonna also meet that day uh, mission, missions groups from Cambodia that we support that are over there helping rescue girls out of human trafficking in Cambodia. Isn't that awesome? They're gonna be here to talk about the work that they do. So we're all the way in Cambodia. Today you're gonna hear about what's going on over in Italy. And so thank you, thank you, thank you. You're making a difference, not just here in the Bay Area, but around the world. Well, Pastor Vaughn is coming to bless you with a song, and I encourage you just to enter in. You never know when you're going to have that connection with God that lifts you above the fog, and you get a whole new perspective. Would you welcome Pastor Vaughn as he comes? God is good, and all the time. How many know that God is good? How many also know something that's true is that life is hard? And those two can exist together. Life can be hard, but still God is good. And um, in this song, I just hope maybe you think about the life that you're in the midst of right now and the weight that you're carrying and have carried for years maybe. And I just hope that you can find that it can be well with your soul not because of situations turning out the way you want them to, but because God is in control and we're anchored to this hope that we have in Christ Jesus. Amen. God is good all the time. When peace like a river attendeth my way when sorrows like sea billows roll Whatever my lot Thou hast taught me to say It is well It is well Oh 
It won't be long 
our lives are worth the living just because he lives our lives are worth the living just because he Everybody, if you could stand, would you let Pastor Vaughn know one more time how much you appreciate him? For some of you, that's, that's the moment. That was the moment. That's how God wanted to meet you in this moment, to lift you above the fog. Um, what an honor it is to have us, uh, have with us today. The first time I... Uh, became aware of his ministry, him and his wife over in Italy, uh, he was, it was shared with me that Gaetano was the Billy Graham of Italy. And because of his evangelistic um, ministry, because of the way, uh, his integrity, um, his credibility, his influence, his national influence, and God has used um, Gaetano uh, Sotile throughout the nation of it, Italy and beyond, but especially in Italy. And it's been such a privilege to partner with him and his wife, Sandra. Sandra's an award-winning filmmaker over in Italy, and they just make a power couple. And we've been teaming up for several years and partnering together on different projects. And they've come all the way from Rome. They're with us here today in San Jose. And I want you to give them a great big welcome as he comes to preach. Will you welcome Gaetano Sotile? You can be seated, though. <laughs> God bless you. Well, it's so happy. I'm so happy to be here today. I want to say two important things. The first one, which you is know, the most before important. Before you say anything, yeah. do you like the way we're color-coordinated today? <laughs> I couldn't believe it. <laughs> the only difference is got uh, Italian shoes. I got American shoes. <laughs> <laughs> this year is my 40th wedding anniversary. Can you imagine? Uh. So, Sandra, would you stand up? She's the hero. She's the hero. Sandra. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> Living by me for 40 years, it's not an easy task, you know. <clears throat> but uh, 
The other thing I want to say is that I got my grandkids and daughters just following me, so I want to say hi to them, whatever they can be, right now, especially Nico. I love you, Nico. And the other ones, too. He's the first one, so I got a soft spot for him. And I also, we have two board members of Italy for Christ. That's we right. have David Sawkins and Bob Egans. Thank you for being with us this morning. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And of course, uh, uh, Pastor Kenny is, uh, I mean, God has just uh, joined our hearts together. And uh, Alisa and Sandra became, you know, best friends, right? And uh, we are touched to this church because I want you to know, we just visit a lot of churches and minister in different parts of the world. But what you have here is something that's called uh, the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Uh, you want to keep that flame Amen. going always. Amen. Yes, yes. Amen. And... Uh, also, you know, briefly, we had, uh, you guys have been so generous with us, and when the war of Ukrainian war broke off, you, you just uh, broke out, you guys gave so, so generously to the ministry. I want you to know that uh, we were able to rescue so many uh, uh, refugees. Only 100 of them came to Italy, and many more in different parts of Europe. And the team, we were able to feed. To this day, we're still feeding 1,200 people twice a day on the border between Romania and, uh, and uh, Ukraine. And uh, all this because of you. And then when the earthquake in Turkey happened, it was very hard to get there. So we got people that were already volunteer working in this camp where there was a feeding program and with a truck that went all the way down to Turkey. And to this day, they're doing vacation Bible schools with the kids that don't have a home because of the earthquake. So I want you to know that the investment that you make in Italy for Christ, it is for the glory of God, but most of all, for bringing people to the Lord. Amen. Just a little report to you guys. Awesome. And lastly, in 2025, 32 million people will come to Rome. All roads lead to Roma. That's right. 32 millions in the span of one year because the Catholic Church has proclaimed the year of the Jubilee that happens every 25 years. These people are motivated to have a journey to see and find the Lord. In fact, the theme that the Catholic Church gave is Pilgrims of Hope. Italy for Christ is raising interest so that we can have volunteers of hope so that the people will be able to be uh, uh, challenged with, uh, with the Word of God is served. We like to serve these people. So we like for you guys to come, and I'm sure the church will bring a lot of teams during the span of the year of 2025. Absolutely. Thank you so much. So God much bless you. Love you, buddy. <clears throat> All right. But today I want to talk about the missing piece. Peace is the missing piece. Being Italian and, and uh, English my second language, third language actually, I always, I thought that peace and peace was the same thing, you know, was spelled the same way, but it's not spelled the same way. And I believe that's why it was great to hear, you know, when a peace like a river attends my, my, my soul and, and my way. This is beautiful. But you know, as Christians, I see many times that we lose the peace. Or at least we don't talk much about peace. Because we feel that peace is something that uh, we will get when we get to heaven. And that's why we got so excited. And that was wonderful when we got so excited. But Jesus would salute his people with the word peace. And every time he went out, he would say, peace I leave to you. 
So that's a very important, uh, you know, a, a very important value, a very important gift, call it whatever you want. However, it is something that so many times slips through our hands because of the circumstances of life. And yet, in Philippians, the book of Philippians that Paul wrote from Rome, of course, you know, what's new? I mean, everything good comes from Rome. You know, the first verse in Philippians chapter one says, says rejoice in the Lord. As, again, I said rejoice, which by the way is the smallest in Greek, the, the shortest verse in the Bible. Rejoice in the Lord. Again, I say rejoice. And then he says, be anxious of nothing. And then this crescendo ends up with verse seven where he says, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So this is very, very interesting because it says you really need to have the peace. But the peace is really hard because it cannot be found in a rational way. And I'll share you about this in a second. The first thing I want to do, though, I want to tell you a story about a warrior, you know, a warrior type uh, uh, Conan the Barbarian. Remember Conan the Barbarian, you know, you know, with uh, Schwarzenegger? And uh, yeah, and there was this big warrior that was just wiping everybody out. And one day he had heard that there was a wise man up in the mountain somewhere who had found the secret of heaven and hell. And so he wanted to go to him. So he went all the way up with all of his strength, with all of his armor. And he knocked at the door, the servant opened up the door, and he saw this big guy, this big dude in front of him. He says, what do you want? I want to talk to the master. I want to find out what is hell and what is heaven. So he went to his master. He says, master, what? There is a big guy out there at the door. He wants to know what's the difference between hell and heaven. And, and, heaven. and he says, tell him I'm not going to talk to him. He says, you don't understand. This guy is a big dude. You want to talk to him. No, I don't want to talk to him. So the guy goes all the way back down. And he says, look, I'm just a messenger. Don't get upset. I'm just a messenger. But my master doesn't want to see you. You can only imagine what happened. This big warrior got him up, threw him up in the air, broke all kinds of things, looked at him on the floor and said, I'll be back. <laughs> and then he went all the way to see this uh, old wise man. And he says, how dare you? How dare you little thing? Don't tell me what you know. Don't you understand what, that, what can happen to you? He was outraged. And the wise man looked at him and said, that is hell. That is hell. The warrior, it took a little, a few seconds, and then he understood. And so he just, you know, came into his senses again. He knelt down, and he said, I am sorry. And the wise man said, that is heaven. That's what heaven is all about. Peace within yourself and peace with one another. When I think about evangelism, I just wonder how can we evangelize without having peace with ourselves and peace with one another. Evangelism is influence. Nothing more, 
nothing less. Yes, there was a time that we were an evangelistic ministry. We still are evangelistic ministry. But by God's grace, you're growing in the knowledge of the mind of God. So many times, just because we, found, we find a way to serve God, we feel that's the way for the rest of our life. But if God is infinite, as his word says that he is infinite, why do we stop trying to find out more about him and his plan for our life? And then I realized that evangelism is influence. It's influencing people. And in order to influence people, you need to add value to people. It might be a hug. It might be a smile. It might be help. It might be all kinds of things, but adding value to people, making people realize that there is value in them because you've been created by God for a purpose in your life. We all know that. We all know that. But all we do, we just work with our brain, unfortunately, and we tell people theological principles, or we talk to them about laws, four spiritual laws, three spiritual laws, two spiritual laws. I mean, all this is good, but how much easier would it be for people to listen to us? How much easier would it be for us to influence people if all we do is help them out, waiting for the right time to share with them also? the laws and the principles of the gospel of Jesus Christ. So evangelism is influence, and influence turns on the law of attraction. People are attracted to you. People were attracted to Jesus. People were attracted to this guy who was giving value to a prostitute, the Samaritan woman, who was giving value to a, a rough, rough fisherman like Peter. To, to, to someone who was giving value to an assassin. His name was Saul. He was killing Christians for God's sake. You know? So what I'd like to say to you this morning is that the attraction comes from, for this one word. This word is peace. People see peace in you. But peace is the influence, is the fuel of influence. But peace also, unfortunately, is not a rational thing. And that's why it's so hard for us to grab it. It's so hard for us to keep it. Because it's, you know, how do you do it? You know, all kinds of things happen to your life. And we have been trained to still think like humans. Jesus came to transform our minds, but we're still slaves of our traditions and our cultures and our values. That's right. I say this with convictions, unfortunately, because the church is so slim right now because we think with human logic and we do not want to think the way God thinks, which is different. And that's why this morning I need to share with you something that is very dear to my heart. The peace of God transcends the human mentality and the human thinking. And the, the, main, the main movements in, church, in history for the church have been movements where people, Christians, have been thinking God's way, even though it is dangerous. People learn to swim out of the rational and go into what we call the irrational because humanly speaking, it is impossible that makes sense. 
Now, you know, we, we, we got the three R's, I call them. Reasoning, reasoning, right? Relating, relating, and reacting, you know? Our gut, our gut, right? So the, 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 the head, the heart, the gut, right? And what do we do? Most of us react with the gut. Oh my God, oh my God, you know? Oh, you, oh you, you, you see a funeral, you, you see a funeral. You see Christians like, you know, oh my God. Ooh. Instead of saying, hey, hey, he went to meet the Lord. I mean, you know, he's, he's, reached, he's reached the target, you know? Something bad happens to us. Oh my God, we just bounce back. We depend on circumstances. We can't control circumstances, but we can control our peace. How do we do that? We do that thinking with our heart. The peace of God that transcends everything, but he, it is a focus on the heart. Because God doesn't speak to the outskirts of a person. God speaks to the heart. Because God is knocking at the door of our heart. The heart is the secret. So you need to use your heart. When you use your heart then, then after the heart, you use your mind, and then reaction, your gut. That's the way it should go. And the peace of God is found through the heart. And that's why I want to talk to you how we can apply this to our life. Because I know if you are a normal person like I am, like my wife is, family can be a problem. Work can be a problem. Colleagues can be a problem. The vision and the mission that we're trying to accomplish can be a problem. Let's be clear. The world has problems. We got problems. The world tries to solve the problems with uh, the human thinking and the human logic. Today, I want to challenge you and say, you got to be at peace. And you got you to face these challenges with uh, the divine logic of God. Which is his peace. In Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, we read, Trust in the Lord, here we go again, with all of your heart, and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will make your path straight. We read this, but do we really sink into this? Three things I'd like to leave with you. And I want you, and at the end I will challenge you, I want you to understand that peace is an intentional action of every single believer. Don't you think that, 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 that peace just falls on you like manna from heaven? No, no, no. You gotta be intentional about it. You have a part. God gives you the principle, you put the principle into practice, and then the work is completed. We, we, have a, we, are, we are on a mission for God, aren't we? We do our part, he does his part. This is very interesting. So the first thing I like to say is that we need to do intentionally a definite act of trusting in the Lord, not with our mind, because I'm telling you that's the first mistake you can make. Not with our God, 
Because sometimes you can get it right, sometimes you can get it wrong. But when you trust in the Lord with all of your heart, you get it right every single time. This is beautiful. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Because when you trust in the Lord with your heart, and not with your mind, your own understanding, do you know what happens? That you, you just swim out of everyday life, of the rationality of human principles, and you all at once are just out in a world that you have not discovered. You, you remember when uh, C.S. Lewis did uh, the, the, the movie, The Chronicle of Narnia, you remember? You, you get this closet, you know, <laughs> you just open the closet and boom, there is a like, totally, completely new world. Now the world out there, the world that doesn't know the peace of God, applies this principle. I mean, just imagine, imagine all the invention that we have today. Imagine the world of Apple, IBM, and I don't know, whatever. Imagine I mean, Amazon, for example, I mean, all these ideas. These ideas didn't come with the human understanding. It was a dream. And God belongs, you know, he belongs to that world. He doesn't belong to this world. Everything that God does is a, is a divine logic. It's a divine, it's a divine act from God. I just get bored when I hear people telling me what they're doing and giving glory to God because I know what it means to have a fruit in the name of God, but it's a fruit of your own talents and abilities. I know it. Believe me. No wonder that they just last for a time, for a season. No wonder they don't last forever. No wonder life don't get changed inside out. God wants to change us inside out because he wants to change the way we think. We need to think with a heart. With a heart. Do not lean to your own understanding. But challenge God. Remember, when, until the unconscious becomes conscious, the unconscious will lead our life and we will call it fate. Or, or what do you say, uh, lot. I mean, there is nothing worse than this, fate and lot. Can you imagine? A Christian living like this, you know, what is your lot? What is my fate? I don't know. I don't know what God is going to do, you know. Are you kidding? God has a plan. God wants you to know him intimately, but the only way we can do it is, is with our heart. Then something also happens. A few people go out and discover principles from God. They get all excited. They apply them because it becomes conscious now. They know how to, to deal with it. And they think that that's the end of the story. We have movements. I don't want to mention because I don't want to get in trouble. But we have all kinds of movements, you know. And everybody's trying to imitate all these movements. You know, but that's one thing. God has got so much more for us. God is renewing us. Paul talks about the renewal of our mind. Renewal is not something you can do like, you know, tuning up the motor of your car. You know, like in a couple of minutes, a couple of hours. Renewing is a, a process. The, the one who started a good work in you will finish it up the day that we're going to go and see him face to face. Every time you see me, I want you to hear something new because that is the proof that I'm growing. And growing is the only guarantee we have that we can have a better world. A better church, a better team. It's 
the peace of God. But also, we don't need a definite act of saying, I am going to trust God with my heart, and I'm not going to be listening to the voice of my brain. <laughs> the second thing that we need to do, we need to have a, a daily attitude. And the daily attitude is acknowledging God in every move of my life. It's like playing uh, seek and hide. Because, I mean, God loves to hide. So we have all kinds of things that happen, and we say, I'm the first one. My wife, after 40 years, she can tell you this. I mean, if the plane is late or something, you know, after all, I'm a Sicilian. I mean, you know, what do you expect? Oh, you know, that's, that's me, man. And then I start thinking with my heart, and I have a different attitude. I say, now, wait a minute. Is God hiding? That son of a gun. What is he? He's, he's hiding up. He's, he, wants, he wants me to do something, and I, he's passing by. I, I don't recognize him because I'm thinking with the human understanding, not with my heart. Remember, attitude is your best friend, but it could also be your worst enemy. Oh, how you doing? Well, uh, uh, how are we going to do this? I don't know. Well, I guess we got to stop. Why? There is no way we can do this. We don't have resources. Uh, uh. Man, I hate that attitude. Get away in Jesus' name, this kind of attitude. Let's be positive for God's sake. God is on our side. <laughs> oh, God. The daily attitude. And then, finally, a definite accomplishment. This is really interesting. Because when in our life we have the problems and the obstacles that take away the peace that God has given to us through his son, Jesus Christ, who for the joy that was before him, Endure the cross. Can you imagine? Talk about attitude. I don't say that he was jiving all the way to the cross. I'm not saying that. But I'm saying he went conscious of the fact that God was going to be truthful to his word. You know? Like Abraham, he went with Isaac because he knew, irrational man, he knew that God would have provided something at the end. He knew it all the way to the end. This is beautiful. This is, this is what the Bible is all about. We've forgotten it, man. We are thinking too much like human beings. We're spiritual people now. We're born again. We're a new creation, Apostle Paul said. All right. So he doesn't say that he will abolish, he will erase in Jesus' name, you know, those people in Jesus' name, get away. No, no, he, he doesn't do that. He will not I mean, the, the, the way that has become crooked, that is giving us problems, that is taking away our peace, he will make that way straight. And you know, it's been a year. I was boasting. I was giving myself the evil eye, you know. I was saying, hey, I'm 66 years old. I got no medicine. I take no medicine. You know, surely something happened last year. I had a heart problem, so I stopped getting medicines. And then now my back hurts. Now my back hurts. It's like, you know, every day I got something, you know. But I'm positive. I don't think with my brain. I think with my heart, you know. Anyway, so, so 
I went to the physical therapist. They said, the physical therapist said, well, guy, you got to understand one thing. What? In order to straighten it, it's going to take time. But if you're going to be patient, if you are going to be disciplined, if you're going to be doing these exercises, little by little, your back will straight up and the pain will go away. You see, you see, the, 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 it, the, the problem doesn't get erased. But in time, or better, over time, it'll get away. So I'd like to challenge you this morning to face your day every day in the following way. I got three minutes to tell you this. <laughs> three minutes. It will take three hours or three minutes. When peace like a river, I like to say, when peace like a quiver, a quiver, where you put the arrows. So in the morning, you just get up, and you say, when peace like a quiver. And then you take the first arrow out, and you say, definite act for today. July 29th, or July 30th, whatever that is, 2023. I'm going to trust in the Lord with all of my heart. Then you turn around and get the other arrow. You go like this. Daily attitude. I'm going to be rejoicing the Lord. And again, I say rejoice. I'm going to be anxious or nothing because my attitude is God's attitude. I have decided to be positive today. And the third one, I know you big obstacle that are, you're on my way, right? Okay, I see that, I see that, all right. I know that it's a matter of time. I know that it looks dark, but I know that after the darkness, the light is going around, around the corner, right there. There you go. Choom. Peace must not be ever again the missing piece in our life. Let's, let's miss all kinds of things, but never miss peace. Peace I leave to you. Peace be with you. And the world, seeing this peace, will be drawn to our Savior, Jesus Christ, who didn't come to start a religion but to answer to the existential problems of human beings so that we can live the way we were programmed to live a creation. Lord Jesus, we pray in your precious name right now that never, ever, ever again we're going to be doubting your faithfulness. We're going to be doubting your provision. We're going to be doubting your partnership for the mission that you have assigned to each and every one of us. We pray, Lord, that uh, the component, the first component that will influence people around us, it will be the peace that passeth all understanding because people need to see in us, or I should say, people need to see Jesus in us. They need to see the spiritual world in us. They need to see your anointing in us. 
It can, it can happen in church, Lord. It's got to be happening every single day of our life. Yes. Lord, give us that attitude to see you in every single happening of our life. Where they might be good, where they might be challenging. I know that you are there. Amen. And Lord, help us br bring the quiver with us so that we don't wait for peace to come from who knows from where. But that peace we will manage as a definite act of our will to trust you with our, with our heart. Having the right daily attitude of winning with you, Jesus. And number three, knowing that even though right now the road has got a lot of curves, it's just a matter of time. It's a matter of time that it's going to be better than the Route 66. Lord, it's going to be straight out. Lord, I thank you so much. I thank you that your Holy Spirit now, because your word was preached, Lord. No human words, but Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, Ephesians 4, 7. Lord, your word has been preached. Now the Holy Spirit can work in our lives. Because these were no words of a man. These were words, your words, the words of your word, Lord. And I ask you, Lord, that this word will bring much fruit. And one day, when great things will happen, we will turn around and say, boy, I do remember the Sunday. The famous Sunday because something happened in my life on that day. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 Would every, everybody stand? Would you let Gaetano know how much you appreciate that powerful word? That is so powerful, so practical. God, I'm, I'm going to lean into that this week. Peace. Say that with me. Peace. Own it this week. Put that word into practice. And, you know, if you need prayer, our team will be down here to pray with you and for you right after service. Uh, thanks again for coming out. Next week, and we begin a brand new series. So look forward to seeing you next week. And I want to speak a blessing over you as you go. Whether you're inside, outside, in the parking lot, online, own this blessing from Numbers chapter 26. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine brightly upon you. May the Lord be gracious to you. And this week, especially this week, may the Lord give you his peace. And I pray this in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit. All God's people said, amen. God bless you as you go, Cathedral.